Hello and welcome to the Carry On Gaming Podcast. Each week, different people come together to try to have a good time and usually fall short of that goal. My name is Grady. You can find me on Twitter at AfriendlyPest, and I am joined by... I'm Stefan. I edit the podcast, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter on Hellblaze underscore Sith. You can also find me behind the Facebook page, Carry On Gaming Podcast, and the Twitter, because Dan doesn't do the Twitter anymore, apparently. I got better things to do. <laughs> Everyone has better things to do than Twitter. <laughs> yeah, my own Twitter. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dan. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Journalman Dan. And yeah, no longer behind that because uh, I'm lazy. Yeah, too busy simping Doctor Who. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> David Tennant's best doctor ever. No, Matt Smith. Ken Curtis. Whoever, whoever that chick was. Well, Kim Jong Un. Really, <laughs> really not been the same what? since John Candy left. Chris, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Chris. You can find me on Twitter at IamUniverse25. And check out his recent video upload as he started running his own YouTube channel. That is correct. Let's uh, kick off with what we're playing. Steph, you like talking. Just for that, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> um, so, something different. I played some Battlefield Five for the first time. I decided to play with Grady Online, and I chose the support role, which is perfect for me because I was just giving up giving out ammo um so that was an interesting experience well i think we played three games and we won all three by quite a margin um three or four yeah it's very very high success rate over average not usually that good no and i got 18 kills in one of the matches which is impressive for me because i don't really play um online um multiplayer with fps so pretty proud of that and i've also been playing elder scrolls online shocking um i just i'm going through the blackwood expansion at the moment which is interesting in certain aspects because if you do the black dark, uh, dark brotherhood run it changes the story a bit with the dialogue which i found quite cool that's quite nice to see i, I would like to see more of that within elder scrolls um did some cyrodiil so that's the pvp element of the game we didn't suck too much at that but then um other faction came online and then we're like yeah we're dead now so yeah that's all i've been playing this week i'm probably gonna play because i got accepted onto the halo infinite technical preview i have an issue downloading the app so i'm gonna try that again later on and see if i can play some online with that so yeah i'll try to help you with that they the multiplayer part is scheduled in windows so you have to play it when it's live, but there's a training mode that you can do all the time with bots and pick your weapon and the difficulty of the bot and stuff like that and kind of learn the game, which is kind of a nice addition to the game. Yeah, my my big issue, I think it's because a lot of more people got invited that I couldn't get onto the website and link my account to the uh, waypoint. to the app. Yeah, I couldn't link my account to the waypoint, so I've done it again this morning. It looks like it's gone through, but it did its last last night as well. And it did. I can download the app, so we'll just wait and see. So the Insider app actually on the console doesn't want to download for you as you hang up. Yeah, correct. It was the Insider app and linking my account to the Waypoint. So, yeah, difficulties. Chris, what have you been playing? Mostly been playing uh, Saints and Sinners because that's the subject matter for the videos I'm putting out right now. And Grady, thanks for the shout out. You neglected to say the name. 
The name of the channel is The Vorhagen Gradient, so-called because Grady is supposed to be a part of it, and he was at one time, but now he's too good for it. I, no, I'll, I'll start making content <laughs> that people want to see, and you can take up the other <laughs> side. <laughs> That's a, you oh, can, you can handle funny. the stuff that makes people uncomfortable, <laughs> and I'll handle the stuff that's completely uninteresting, and we'll, we'll have both sides. <laughs> we'll put a link in the description it'll, below. It'll be just like old times. <laughs> just like old times. <laughs> Bring back my soft jazz and zombies. That was actually good. That yeah, was actually like good. Uh, Maluka. Yeah. Maluka commented on that. That's true. That that's was... true. That's the high point of my internet career. <laughs> You're welcome, because I linked the video to her... I was like, hey, check this out. Oh, and I, I reacted so poorly, too. I fanned out. I'm like, oh, thank you so much that you took the time to check out my content. So grateful for your presence and attention. But uh, anyway, hopefully those comments are gone. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm about to make the video public again. You still don't know the password to the channel, do you? Do you? Yeah, no, I do not. I really know the password to my own account. I use the same one for all of it. Co-own the channel if he can't even log into the bloody thing. Not Easy. my fault. Either. You, one time I could. You change the settings on YouTube, <laughs> and you, then you invite people to help edit the channel, like I've done with our Carry On Gaming one, because you guys suck at passwords. No, he's it's just true. he's forgotten yeah. the password and rem remembering uh, email yeah. addresses too. Yeah, important that. Uh -huh. well, that's what address books uh -huh. are for. Uh -huh. God, no. Anyone who stores a password in their friggin' address book and it's not encrypted oh, and secure... Oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. Idiot. It's a paper address book. How do you encrypt that? <laughs> With a lock. You use yeah, right. a program online. You write it in, in Klingon. You're going to trigger the IT technician in me. Klingon was a good strategy until so many people learned it. Now it's no longer safe. I meant address books or what... I mean, email addresses are what address books are for. No, obviously don't put your password in your, in your address <laughs> book. I, sticky notes on my monitor, completely unhackable. Oh. Yeah. They're written in code. Each number, like, <laughs> one, in Klingon. One, one equals A, two equals B. No one will ever, no one will ever <laughs> break it. Well, talking about passwords, uh, Windows 11 is coming out on the 5th of October, oh, yeah, and Windows looks sponsor. like... Yeah, I'll sponsor. Um, and it looks like they're going to get away with not use passwords anymore and do a single sign-in, which will be interesting to see how uh, flawed that would be. I love single sign-in. I mean, you've got those services like, uh, you know, those password lock, uh, key locker services where you put all the passwords into one service and then you just need the password for the service to log into everything. Yeah, it's called a password manager. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I'm not an IT expert. <laughs> but what you are an expert in, Dan, is the early stages of Psychonauts 2, my understanding. That is Jeez, actually transition. That that stages, good. early stages of psychosis. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Playing that game, it probably is akin to psychosis. You've been enjoying it then, Dan? Yeah, very much. Um, uh, I've fixed the fruit, uh, you know, where... It, if I say I fixed three aspects, you probably know where I am in the game. But um, yep. yeah, really good, really inventive, a lot of fun, and uh, um, I really love seeing uh, like one of my favorite actors also has you know a, a more than a cameo. He plays a big part in the game, and he does a really good job. Um, level design's fantastic. Uh, like the story's really—I didn't expect it to be this good, but it's actually really gripping. And there were some revelations. 
uh, the other day when I was playing, I was like, holy damn, that's, oh, that's juicy. Um, and, and more revelations to come. More yeah, I'm looking forward to, to those. But uh, yeah, it's really good so far. And uh, uh, Dad, you put, it on, put me on it because I was, I was going to let it pass. Well, and if, if you feel like it starts a little slow and it might turn people off going through the first world and then kind of dealing with the interns and the mother lobe. Mm. But then once you get out into the world trying to, I think it really picks up at that point. And that's, I really enjoyed it from there on. Yeah. I think Double Fine's track record is pretty ridiculous. Like, I don't know that they've ever released anything bad. Maybe that Sesame Street Connect game. <laughs> was it Sesame Street? Something no, like that. No, that was a, that was like a Oscar-worthy game. Yeah, it's great, perfect. My daughter wouldn't even play it when she was like three. <laughs> but you always sixty dollars for Connectimals. Oh Just Jesus! Bringing back the past. Connectimals. Hey so Dan, bad. did you ever play Brutal Legend? I did. That was I think a good that's game. my favorite, my favorite double fine game right there. Just, I mean, the gameplay is not anything special. Yeah. Just the, yeah. the world and the humor and the writing is. And the music. The, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, the music's pretty decent. I I didn't like like the tower defense style moments in the game. I thought they were a bit annoying, but I did, you know, enjoy running around like driving the car and unlocking the songs and using the. Guitar to, to kill the enemies. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, melt, melt their the faces. The druid plow. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I forgot about that. That game deserves a sequel. I really think like it could be realized better on, on modern hardware with a better budget like they oh, have now. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Would they be able to? Because that was produced by EA. I don't know if they own the rights to that or not is there anything else you're playing you want to talk about dan um yeah yesterday um like I, i've been away from it for a few months so i decided to go back and give death stranding another go and uh the first time i played it i i, I enjoyed some parts of it but there were some parts that really irked me about the gameplay and but just going into it yesterday like i ended up playing about three or four hours and i didn't realize the time had passed like it's just a really zen experience and like just you know sucks you in. Even though I, I know I've Chris isn't a big it. fan because you drive around in the in the in the purple <laughs> in wagon, the what? but <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you called it earlier. <laughs> no, but I'm being good. <laughs> no. I I haven't played it, and I, I wouldn't say I'm a big Kojima fan, but that actually absolutely looks like my kind of game i think i'd really enjoy i think like you said yeah, the inside of it the like traveling it and like, climbing it's a great distressor i think you'd be good for you know like managing stress yeah. you know you just <laughs> go be in good for me like like i have some stress that needs managed <laughs> just focus but, on i don't know delivering from something about carrying packages and picking paths and i don't know it looks really good to me very interesting but that's a great example of why that game fails because it's supposed to be a post-apocalyptic game or what there's like these weird ghost things wandering around and they're called BTs, but yeah, that's whatever. The that sounds like something stupid Kojima would come up with, but um, <laughs> BTs, but is is it's a, a way to say like a very simple word name description to something, and then people bring a lot of meaning out of it. You know, you see that often with Kojima. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sniper Wolf. I'm Psycho Mantis. I'm shut up. <laughs> But I love quiet. it. Though. Oh, it's so stupid. But um, hey, Quiet was a great character, well realized. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue was great. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Best wow. dialogue Kojima ever wrote. <laughs> I, I remember when you had to fight her, I dropped a supply box on her to knock her out to capture her. That was awesome. Because you could call it, That was a good game. I kind of need to go back and play that. Mm. But like once trying, you got past the oh, like extremely long pretentious intro, that was fun. In a Kojima game, what? I know it was a little out of character. You'll be delighted to know um, you get to climb like three minute ladders, Chris. I know you love that. That's the best thing ever. But and what I'm saying is, churches. this is supposed to be like an unnerving kind of like horror themed thing, and here we are talking about how relaxing it is. I mean, it has its moments where you like if you go into like a infested zone. That's really tense because you have to like um, you have to basically shut your mouth and not breathe, you know stop your breathing. And if they do catch on to you, the only way to stop them is to throw a piss grenade. Yeah, I said it, piss grenade. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and you get it Genius. by uh, going for a shower or taking the toilet in your bedroom, and it makes a grenade whenever you do it. Mr. Dog plows through something upstairs. Is that all you've been <laughs> playing? That what that was? <laughs> yeah, I think. Jesus, that dog's like three tiny. cows running across hell? and it's a five pound Yorkie poo. Anything else you've been playing, Dan? Um, what else? Uh, a lot of State of Decay too. Like my my community's really coming along now. I mean, we all moved into a church, so we uh, you know we're all praying to Holy God to protect us. And, uh, it's always I'm, satisfying, though, when you expand into a new base and you've got all this extra room for new facilities. Really, that's awesome. Mm. Freaking love that. The church, <clears throat> excuse me, church, are you playing in Trumbull Valley? Uh, the original map. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember church being in any of the uh, maps on the... It's up on the top of the hill. Too. Yeah, that's Talking around. about churches, Battlefield Five. Uh, me and Grady were guarding a church... We did too. Not, not, not because it was a great point to shoot people and camp. Yeah, and, and then they you blew love up Jesus. the church. Yeah, because we love Jesus. And then someone blew up the uh, church tower. Which was my favorite spot to hide. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, you could actually blow to... up the tower? Yeah. Well, it's huh. Battlefield. It's oh, Battlefield. Yeah, they have... anything. yeah, that's right. I keep. Why yeah. don't I play those? It's the best part of the game. Somebody hides behind a wall and you blow it out. <laughs> and yep. they're confused in the dust and wounded and shoot them. Oh, and then you just throw out at them as well. I thought this like, wood would protect me. Nothing is safe. <laughs> is that game, like, did that game become, like, is that game still very popular? Because when it came yes. out, it was not popular at all. Like it... That's true. When Battlefield Five launched, people really liked Battlefield One better. Uh, and I don't know, like, the statistics, but I never have trouble getting a game. No. We didn't have to wait long. And then we managed to switch squads as well when uh, Grady's friend came online. Yep, quite, we squatted up. Yeah. That yep. was a good time, actually. It's, the fun thing about Battlefield is you don't necessarily have to be great at everything in a shooter. You can pick a role, like Steph was running around handing out ammo and then uh, using a light machine gun also to suppress people. And then by, by <laughs> the third or fourth so game... I got so many you, points for suppression. <laughs> yeah, you get points for suppression, and that adds to the squad. And then as the squad points build up, eventually your squad leader can call in like supply drops or, or mortar strikes, and then... If a, a squad mate goes down, you can revive them, but if they bleed out before you can get to them, they can spawn off you if you're not in combat, so it encourages teamwork and yeah. rolls. And we got, like a, got in a tank as well. That was yeah. interesting. How big yeah. are the maps? Uh, Huge. Big. Huge. Like, you get some smaller yeah. ones, but then you get, like, the very big ones. That's, that's why I stopped playing, playing online with stuff like uh, Call of Duty and things like that, because they're... It's just arena, yeah. Yeah, they're like, let's... 
here's a good idea. Let's take every aspect of strategy and just throw it out the window and make people run around like idiots shooting at each other. No, but like in Conquest, say, say you're playing Conquest. It's where you're supposed to control points, you know, A through F or whatever. Yeah. If you control a point, you can spawn there, or you can spawn off your squad mates wherever they are, and then your goal is to get to the other, an area that's, you know, say, A or something, clear the enemies out. If you outnumber them there, slowly the flag will go your way, right? And then having the flags keeps your respawn tickets from deteriorating, and then the team that runs out of tickets first loses. Yeah. So it's a big scale. Like, if you're not having success here, you can go there. If you're not having luck as an assault class, you can go recon. Yeah, it's, I think uh, there's I think, vehicles that are controlled by players. It's fun. I think it was like 30 minutes for one game, and then another game lasted a lot longer than that. But it's definitely made me more interested to play the new Battlefield coming out. Well, it'd be awesome. The four of us could group up and play. It's uh, yeah. It looked, I don't know that it's crossplay, so I'm not sure. I'd have to check. Mm. But yeah, I, but I I'm definitely looking forward now to the new Battlefield. Uh, I'm gonna play the campaign on Battlefield Five because it looked interesting from the bit I played. But I need yeah. to get off the SO at some point. It only lasts about two hours. They're only micro levels. I don't mind. Yeah, the, a collection of small, kind of intense, well done nice, campaign I missions. Have those. Yeah, they're not they're mad. Because yeah, with the intro missions, I found that really interesting. There's only small bounce of it, so yeah, it looks good. Grady, have you been playing anything? Well, we played Battlefield last last weekend. That was a good time. I'd I'd like to get together and play more together as a as a podcast crew because I think we have a good time when we do. And there's a lot of great games for it, be it State of Decay or Battlefield or whatever. Um, finished Psychonauts too, so I haven't been playing anything like kind of single player or story driven lately. I've been focused more just casually playing multiplayer to pass the time. Um, the Halo flight is going on, like we said, and I have not managed to attend one of the PvP windows, but I don't expect to like it. Um, I think it's going to play, well, the term is sweaty, right? But it's where you have to play really hard to have any success. You have to really try. You're not going to be able to play this casually and have a good time. But then again, your your mileage may vary because I think it has skill-based matchmaking even in its social playlists. So if you're not a strong player, it's going to put you with people of similar skill and you guys will be able to play more casually. But if if you are someone that tries hard, you pretty immediately, that's the only way you're going to be able to play. And I, I kind of miss back in the day when people weren't really very good at shooters and you did have a lot of people just running out in the open and going for it and it, it created this kind of, I don't know, drunken chaos, I guess, that uh, you don't really get that much in shooters anymore. And I, I worry that the way Halo's got kind of slower movement now with this one, which I'm okay with, but the weapons are really effective, which you know I'm not opposed to. I think it's going to make it a lot about map control and position and, and angles and crossfire, and it, I think it's going to be really try hard. But we'll see. Like I said, I've I've only managed the training mode against the bots, and you know, worst case, you can play against the bots, and you can set their difficulty to whatever you want. And they don't exactly play like players, despite the fact they juke and dodge. They don't. They don't uh, retreat and rally as much as you would expect players to do or have an appreciation for controlling a good spot on the map. Uh, and maybe that'll change with updates. I also noticed they seem to ignore power weapons right now. So it's not exactly a player experience, but at least you can play against them without just getting trounced. Um, we, I got to participate. In, go ahead. We have a very exciting uh, announcement from 343, exclusive scoop. 
A new game mode called Damn It Nan, where a member of your squad will run out in the middle of the field when you're all being strategic and get blown, you go blown up, and then you get to say Damn It Nan. Yep, when you're 49 49, and, and somebody says, Everybody be careful with two, and then Dan runs down the hallway with his jaw unhinged like a Yorkie poo after a biscuit and gets smoked. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Leroy. Damn it, Dan. Shout it louder than that to win. I am not going to shout down the mic where we all have headphones on because I'm not a... Uh, I got to play a little bit of the Call of Duty Vanguard beta because it went open beta. How was that? I've seen a lot of negativity about that. And I didn't expect to like it, and I actually did like it. Uh, so a point I was trying to make earlier in Battlefield 5, there's not a ton of bullet penetration. Like somebody's through a wall, you can hit it with a rocket or something and blow it open. But if somebody's on the other side of a wall, generally you're not going to hit them through it. And in Vanguard, there is an insane amount of bullet penetration. I bet I shot a guy through three feet of concrete. Jesus um, Christ, with what? Trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was just an assault rifle. Oh, so it's it's super realistic then. Well... It's nice to have the penetration, but it does need tweaked. I think it <laughs> stops people from camping. Which it is it does. Thing. Well, and you're not often going to be in a situation where you shoot through three feet of concrete to tag somebody, but it just happened that I had, I was down below a section of road, you know what I mean, and fired up through it, and I was surprised that the bullet penetrated and, and hit the guy, and it does reduce the damage, but I was able to kill him. But if uh, if if you're up proned out on a, a ridge with a machine gun and you know there's a guy in a house, you can sweep the house pretty effectively. And then because there's hit markers, as soon as you pick up hit markers, you can chase it kind of like Battleship mm-hmm. and sink the bastard. Nice. Uh, but I thought I thought the maps were fun for a Call of Duty game. Now it's still, I could tell further into the beta, people were figuring out how to get the most out of the game. And then people started running around with kind of like a, a Thompson or a, an MP40, something lighter and they would run and jump an ADS while they were in the air and spin down on you, and that that could be frustrating pretty quick, and the game doesn't really seem to have any counterbalance to that. There's no negative to being airborne and ADSing, so if you if you play aggressively, you're going to run out in front of somebody camping, and if you if you don't play aggressively, one of those guys is going to come flying over your head and shoot you. But I, I didn't expect to like it, and I, I don't like it as much as Battlefield, but I thought it felt pretty good, and I thought it played way better than I expected. I spent a lot of time on it, and I won't be buying it, uh, but I did enjoy the beta. So That's, That's about all I've been playing. Shall we move on to our next topic, then? Yeah, Dan, I think you watched the Nintendo Direct. Did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, so um, I've had a bit of a mixed relationship with Nintendo's Directs for the past probably two years now, like... It's been a lot of like um, re-releases and ports and nothing new, and it it was getting really annoying. Like especially with the last one we got at E free time, it was a load of crap basically. And this one, surprisingly, they had some new stuff to show off and some pretty good looking stuff and some mixed stuff. But it was a pretty good show overall, which I was surprised by. I'm still not happy that they've not updated the um, hardware, but that's just personal, I guess. Uh, to kick off the show. <laughs> We had, like, the announcement that Dying Light 2 is coming to the Switch, surprisingly. Um, yeah, but that's that insane. looks like to be a stream, not a um, it is, actual... Well, yeah, it, it, I was about to say that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it... <laughs> I, I watched, because I, I followed Dying Light 2, because I'm absolutely looking forward to that game. So I, I saw that. Sorry, Dan. You're all right, you're all right. 
But I was like, yeah, it's going to be streamed. I'm like, oh. It'd have to be streamed or it'd look yeah. like Pokemon Blue. It's gonna, it would look like crap <laughs> if I tried streaming that. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I've tried it with, I tried it with Control before. And uh, I, well, like, bear in mind, I live out in the middle of the stick, so I got mixed results anyway. But, um, like, it would be nice if they would just update the hardware and make it playable natively. But ooh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm speaking into a vacuum asking for that. But um, okay. No, I, I think people want it. They're just afraid to ask for more from Nintendo because they might get banned by Nintendo. <laughs> oh well. We just did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, there that goes that interview. Uh, what else? Dying Light 1 is <laughs> yeah. also coming to Switch, but that's playing natively, so you'll be able to download that and play it with all the DLC natively and all that. and poorly. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we had a new Kirby game, a 3D platformer, Kirby The Forgotten Land. Uh, I, like to nick- I nicknamed it Kirby... Last of Us Simulator, because Kirby's running around a post-apocalyptic abandoned city. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. It would be so good if it was a Kirby game, but it was really gritty and brutal. Like when he eats something, he just tears him to bits. You hear him screaming. <laughs> I would slowly digested inside, because he doesn't have teeth, right? So they'd be alive inside him. Oh, Nintendo, God. listen to our suggestion and take it on board. It will be a top triple A seller. It would, be, it would absolutely be game of the year. The worst part of the Switch is every game that's on it is you, you know it would look so much better if it was on everything else. Mm. <laughs> Not Pokemon. It's held back terribly. They they really do need to update that hardware and actually it could be nice. Like every time they come into a new gen their their hard, hardware is kind of equivalent to last gen. It'd yeah. be cool if they stepped up this time. Last time they were on the forefront was Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was, yeah, the 64 was amazing. The 64 blew my mind when I was 64 was good, but every every game looked like the screen was covered in Vaseline. Not with the snake. I like that, though. I feel oh. old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember walking through a store and they had the giant Mario head floating and looking around, and I used to dream about that. Like, that is the most amazing thing I ever once. That so sounds bad. like a nightmare. <laughs> it does. It, well, I mean, of. the nightmare was when I woke up and I didn't have one or money, <laughs> and I was in poverty. But thanks the, uh, for reminding me, Dan. 64 was my first console. And like Sorry. my first game was Banjo-Kazooie. So that's always been a special game for me. So what else happened at the showcase? Um, so what else did we have? Uh, if anyone likes it, there's Final Fantasy Go-Kart. <laughs> Kart racing. What? I'm talking what? About. That's what yeah. I've been hoping for. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Chocobo racing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. They already Chocobo. had that in uh, seven. Like, yeah. It looks like a Mario Kart ripoff, but I think people are happy with that. So, I always play. wanted to race as Yuffie. I don't play it... Final Fantasy. I only know who Chocobo and Cloud are. So that <laughs> sounds like super just... Chocobo and Cloud. Do you, do you <laughs> suppose Eris like crashes and dies? <laughs> <laughs> Every race. Oh. That's Spoilers. Kill. Sorry. Oh my God! They killed Aerith. <laughs> I want to ask that would actually like be really good. Oh, it, right. what do you mean? Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> came out in like 1990. We're, was we're it? full of spoilers. 90? Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll definitely not be a spoiler. Well, it hasn't been a spoiler <laughs> True. in like 20 years. <laughs> so, right, what else is there? Done. So, uh, if you're a fan of like classic uh, Metroidvania games, you, we like you've got Metroid Dread, which looks really good. Uh, 2D side scroll the Metroid game sequel to I'm Metroid Fusion for the GBA. I know Chris is looking forward to that one. 
Don't you get like stalked by a monster or something yeah, on that one? Yeah, like really it's creepy. These really creepy robots really like that stalk you around this yeah. planet. Oh. Like Alien Isolation meets Metroid. And you wouldn't think it is, but it creeps you out. Go and watch the trailer with your headphones on. Wouldn't be the first time Alien has uh, inspired Metroid. It's the vo- it's the voices like it's the voices they have, and and they just don't stop following you. Like no matter what you do. That sounds horrifying. Mm. I can't wait. Horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> Perfect game for Halloween. Um, I'm gonna, and also, if you like um, Castlevania, the uh, GBA games are all be- have all been remastered and packaged together. Oh. Oh, that's much better than a new Castlevania. <laughs> Jesus I'm not complaining. Christ, GBA games. Uh, I mean, they're all I right. I'm complaining. But I don't know what I'm doing. You can get them more, and they're not just on the Switch either. Those, are, I think, they came to PlayStation, and they might have come to Xbox. I'm not sure. I just saw a PlayStation and Switch anyway. Aren't they also bringing Nintendo 64? They are, and uh, and uh, then Drive. even Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, as you call it, <laughs> games for right. the Switch, right? As you simps call it. Yeah. So, like, you'll have a collection of Mega Drive games and um, 64 games coming to Switch Online in late October. But there is a catch. They are an expansion pack, so you have to pay for an extra fee on top of your online subscription. But the online subscription is only minute. twenty a, mo- a year, so. So they're taking their a leaf out of Sony's book. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Well, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute before we get all mad. So their subscription's currently twenty bucks a year. Yeah, for a fa- uh, yeah twenty. How much? Which is not five bad at all. for a family, well, I think. Wait, wait a minute. So, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Grady. Uh, Twenty dollars a year. Fine. I knew that. I just I forget I have a switch because I hardly ever mess with it anymore. But you said it's a a bunch of um, uh, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, sixty four. Yeah, sixty four. Uh, yeah, sorry. And why wouldn't you have to pay for that? No, I guess that, I think it's odd uh, that it's an added cost to the subscription you yearly pay though. I mean, they've added. Can you buy them outright, or do you have to pay this? No, you pay it, and then you get a collection in front of you, like the PlayStation Plus collection for the PS4. How much Five. is it? Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of. Yeah. So it's Nintendo Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Very primitive version, but yeah. What? Uh, how much is it though? I don't know yet. They haven't announced it. They got to be really careful with that price point. I didn't know. If, I mean, if, even if it. Even if it went from twenty dollars to thirty dollars a year, it would still be pretty, pretty hard to say that's not a good deal. That's true. See, I keep forget the uh, Nintendo sixty four stuff is on there. I keep forgetting about that. Who cares about the big Genesis? controversy? The big controversy with it is that uh, it might be fifty. Um, I, I don't see that happening in Europe. I don't see that happening. If it's twenty euro here, like you, you can't charge thirty extra for a few sixty four games. That's and with steep. the fuel shortage, it's going to be higher. <clears throat> with the what shortage? Fuel the fuel shortage. shortage. Yeah, it's oh, going yeah. to make it higher. That was a joke. Definitely. Don't uh, talk about that. I can't even fill up my car at the moment. Really? You no. know why? Because people are dumb. Anyway, I just filled anything mine up else, Dan? Yeah. So the, yeah, the controversy around it is that the N64 stuff in Europe will run at 50 hertz. Interesting. Rather than 60. Uh, well, in North America, but they would have been that way in, to begin with anyway, because we have different. Well, those original games couldn't have ran at yeah. sixty hertz. They, they had to be thirty or less, right? I mean, it seems like 
Goldeneye ran at 10 frames per second most of the time, <laughs> it felt like. <laughs> That's not included in the collection, by the way, before you ask. No, I'm sure it's not. There's something there, some kind of... I'm looking forward to playing some Sega Genesis games, because I Mega never Drive. owned a Sega. You, can't, you can't really complain about the name of a console that came out before you were born. Yeah, but it's a... It's a national Wrong. pride thing. It's called a Sega <laughs> National Genesis. pride. Everything's national pride Brady, over did there. you have a Sega CD? No. Oh, you missed out on so much quality. I've watched the videos. I <laughs> beg to differ. Not to say I wouldn't have enjoyed them. <laughs> Jesus, man. Well, like no, I, had the, uh, <laughs> I had the <laughs> what a Sega Master Jesus. System. I had an Atari 2600. I had an NES. And then eventually the Genesis and the 64. Hmm. I never had a Master System. I, I'm sorry. It was awesome. Because they put uh, F-Zero X on. So, yeah, I'll be getting that on my Switch. Just for F-Zero. Hmm. F-Zero was pretty cool. My it favorite was. game on the Sega Master System was that maze game. It had a built-in maze game that you could access oh, like, to play. Oh, like, yeah. It's a snail, and a, that was. I played that more than any other Master System. You bought game. the console to play the built-in game. I didn't buy shit <laughs> because I was little. <laughs> yeah, like... your parents buy it. No, I, my brother drug that home. He traded something for it. Well, it's like I, my first uh, console was a Commodore. Jesus. Back God. in the day, but that my dad owned it. Then we went, and we had an Atari in England. My dad had a Commodore How and a seven? ZX Spectrum, so. You've gone back a long spectrum. way there. And an Atari. I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> I've been gaming since I was in diapers. Yeah, but... Yeah. Christ, a was it a Commodore 64? Yep. Yeah, we've been gaming since before you were in diapers. Yeah, you don't live in a first world Word. country, though, so that makes sense. Jeez. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, to be fair, that is accurate, because I was in Saudi Arabia at the time. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> Oh. There goes our sponsorship. Dan, is there anything else we need to cover um, with Nintendo? Let me think. Uh, Bayonetta 3 got, and Splatoon 3 both got 2022 release dates. Don't Ooh, really interest Splatoon me, 3. that's there. Actually, and that's about Splatoon's it. really good. I've never played it. It, it looks fun in like, the same way Plants vs. Zombies is fun. In yeah. small doses. For like 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, how, how long Plants do you play any arena shooter anymore, you know? <clears throat> It's a. Uh, oh, uh, I nearly I, forgot. I think I'm getting. <laughs> the big controversy about the um, showcase that's led to many memes. Uh, we got the cast announced for the Super Mario film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Mario. It's a me, a Chris Pratt. Hey, it's a me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Radio Chris, just say it's me, Chris Pratt. And that's Mario. I'll handle this, uh, Grady. Understood. Let me get the uh, voiceover voice going on. It's a me, Chris Pratt. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I like I like and what people scene. are complaining about. I saw an, an article. The headline was, "I bet Chris Pratt hasn't even played Mario." I'm like, "Yeah, you really got to play the Mario games to understand that character." Well, you know what I mean? You got to have some insight. You know, run left to right, pick up the mushrooms. Well, I, I think the princess is having an affair with Bowser. Yeah. Simple as that. And Mario's just taking the true love away for his own selfish needs. Oh, my God. A friend Dan liked me that me particular a... cartoon, but let's not go I'd there. Like to think that, um, oh. Seth, I'd like to think that Seth Rogen went and lived amongst apes for a month 
and uh, to, you know, character preparing for to learn how to character. be a donkey. <laughs> 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 I bet uh, Chris Pratt worked with dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. Yep, definitely. One's called definitely Yoshi. <laughs> well, no, he played the uh, the old Sega Jurassic Park game. That was, you know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Awful is correct. Oh, my God. Those games were crap. They were so most ga- Most games were. We just didn't know. Yeah, we it's did. Like nostalgia. We're playing it like, how did I like this when I was a kid? Well, that's the thing. Like, when I'm playing an emulator, it's very rare that I will fire up a uh, like a 16-bit emulator. It's either like Atari or NES because those are the games that, like, if I try to play old 16-bit games, I'm just annoyed. They The 16-bit era sucked. Like, See, I, I feel that way about the 8-bit era. Like, I, And I had an NES. Was that oh, kind of four years old or something? I, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And, it, like, other than Balloon Fight and, say, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, you know, Mario 3 was good, Mario 2. I think Super Mario World was the best Mario. That was 16-bit there. Well, yeah, the first part, like, the Mario and Zelda, those are awesome because Nintendo made them, and that's what they do. But, like, things like, what was that, Gex? Or the Toy Story games, anything? I thought Gex was a PS1 game. Gex. I'm pretty sure, I thought they, I thought it started out as a 16 I, I'm probably completely... No, I'm thinking of Rayman. No, maybe it did. I'm thinking and of Rayman. A, oh. That's Crystal Dynamics, and we have something to talk about that, too, but in a minute... Yeah, Crystal Dynamics can go to hell until they give me a new Blood Omen game. <laughs> but Then you're going to like this new news, because they're not. Uh, Crystal <laughs> Dynamics has openly teamed up with The Initiative, which is a Microsoft first-party studio, and they are going to help make the new Perfect Dark game. Ugh. Which people decided to react very strongly to one way or the other. When it, I mean, it means very little to me. I know uh, Crystal Dynamics made Rise of the Tomb Raider, mm. which the year that came out, that was my favorite game that year. I really liked that game a lot. The studio head of the and initiative then, was the director of that game. Yep. Daryl so, and So he's got a lot of experience with that team, and it makes sense to bring them on to help make this game. So I don't know how you could possibly look at it as bad news, but people are it's because not. that's what they do. Like... Yeah, it's Even not bad news. God of War just brought on a studio, like, they just brought on a studio to help with Ragnarok, and that's not getting any headlines, so it's not no. a big deal. All studios do this. Well, and you could say this is the initiative's first game, despite the experience of the people there, so having an experienced team that has a good track record come on to help them make something, I, I think it's only good news, but also it doesn't matter, right? The only thing that'll matter is when the game shows up, what the game looks like, what the game plays like. Everything else is just nonsense because people like to talk. Mm. Like I'm us. tired of their talking. We like talking. Yeah, but we're talking about stuff we're playing and care about, not fast speculation every day about how this could be bad. How could this be good? What does this mean for that team or that team? It's like, no. <laughs> Go outside. You know what I mean? Outside Grass sucks. probably needs cut. Shave. Shave your neck. Stop, bitch. <laughs> Shave Stop your neck. Take off the fedora. Do yeah, take not off the fedora. Playing MMOs, Daniel. <laughs> Where's my new EverQuest? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's going to be me okay. when I go on testosterone. 
I'm gonna have neck beard. I just sit there playing on my phones. Next beard, hairy chest. But they gotta, they gotta overdose you. You're gonna be lifting weights, be four foot across the shoulders. It's like you hey. gotta find Dan and beat him up for all this past stuff he said. He can. It's gonna be amazing. My, uh, my testosterone rage. He's gonna bring like the MMO community after me, like RP community. It's like nothing makes you feel good like a little testosterone. The week after he Tell starts, you. the week after he starts taking it, he'll come on the podcast like. Hey, this is Stefan. <laughs> I don't think you forgot to squeak. Well, well hey, this is... What? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be exactly like that. I'm, I'm going this for is puberty. Leave me alone. Dan, okay. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered it this week. Uh, and yeah. why don't you tell people where they could find our show? Good thing we got that last bit in. <laughs> Why are you going to warm up for that so much every time? <laughs> Just do the damn outro. Oh, well, I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all right, Dan. It's all right. Does Nigel want to want do Nigel it? Nigel to take it this week? Uh, I can do it. I can do it. Yes. Yeah, oh, take us home. Fine. Hey, yeah. hey Nigel. I've never, you just got I've never taken us home. Who was the Take us home, sure. cowboy. Thank you for listening to episode... 15 of Carry On Gaming. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Twitter, and Facebook. We are building a website which will be released next year because <laughs> I'm stuck on the <laughs> So thank, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you be, uh, we hope to see you next week. And then Bye. We'll Carry On Gaming. Oh yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan. Shit, you forgot my catchphrase. Dan's eye twitching. <laughs> Must say. I remember, no, folks. No matter what happens, no matter Carry what on. family members recently uh, experienced some kind of tragedy, no matter if you were involved in a car wreck, Jesus. carry on gaming. No matter if you're on a rest. No matter if you lost COVID. your arms, carry on gaming. If the power goes out and you're in your iron lung, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> carry on gaming. You've just dropped dead. Carry on gaming. All right, bye. Go. That's good. <laughs>